0: Welcome to Always and Forever, a podcast where we usually analyze and dissect one Tree hill, but today we have a few announcements.
1: First up, if you're listening to this the day of the release, we should let you know that in just a few days we will be having the first Always and Forever book club for our Patreon supporters at the $5 level and above. We will be discussing Hillary Burton Morgan's memoir, The Royal Diaries.
0: This will be taking place on Thursday, August 10th at 7pm Eastern, in our Patreon-exclusive Discord server. So if you'd like to join and haven't already started reading, you better get moving.
1: Yeah, the deadline is... Time to chicken,
0: people. Right down the bike.
1: <laughs> I may not have even read it by the time this uh, little preview is getting released. Oh my so gosh. This will be a motivation for me. <laughs> so that's in a few days, and we're super, super excited to talk about all the love, livestock, and big life lessons down on Mischief Farm. But right now, also for our $5 supporters, we have a new episode of Baker Soundstage where we analyze and dissect the heck out of movies that are tangentially related to One Tree Hill.
0: In this episode, we're talking about Freaky Friday, the 2003 film starring Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan, which is also celebrating its 20th anniversary today, August 6, 2023. Can you believe it's been 20 years? Uh, yeah, think- Wild.
1: Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting old and i don't like it join us as we talk about chad michael murray singing britney spears songs connections to the other films of the freaky friday verse and some of the more problematic elements including the asian stereotypes and jamie lee being a pretty bad therapist it <laughs> wouldn't be an episode of always and forever if we didn't unpack some of these moments yep <laughs> but this episode was still like Fun as heck to talk about. You'll that'll be funny for you later when you (laughs) listen to the episode. (laughs) Because hey, we get amazing, amazing musical numbers, and we also get to see Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan's amazing acting, and in my opinion, a very convincing body swap. And there also may be a body swap between. Caitlin, and me in this episode isn't as convincing as Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan, you will have to listen. Wait and see. <laughs>
0: <laughs> After this intro, you will hear a few select clips from this episode. To listen to the full version, and or if you want to participate in our book club, visit patreon.com alwaysothpod for more information.
1: That's patreon.com slash alwaysothpod. E-O-Z. I would say Tess kind of seems like a pretty shitty therapist, though, because like,
0: can you actually see a therapist every single day for three years? I don't know. That seems excessive. Unless you're like in some kind of inpatient thing, you know? Yeah, like, th- yeah, that would make sense, but not but... like. Outside of a hospital.
1: <laughs> like, like I just feel like this isn't, like, establishing a good boundary between, like, the patient and the mental health professional. Because, like, I, I don't know, I feel like if you're the therapist, you, pro- you could probably be like, hey, you don't need me every single day. Like, once a week, like, this is great, but I feel like this is kind of like a codependent relationship, and I worry about that. And I feel like as a therapist, Tess should probably be like, hey, listen... <laughs> This is not healthy for you.
0: <laughs> yeah, how they portray this, it's kind of... I don't know. I don't know the best way to describe it. It just doesn't seem like reality at all. Definitely not. Like how she treats the patients and then how the patients are portrayed as, like, these really needy people. Mm-hmm.
1: It's definitely problematic. And also, like, Tess, like, really, like, throws around the word crazy a lot, So like later on specifically like around the body swap which it's a high stress situation so i have space for this i guess (laughs) (laughs) but it just doesn't seem right to talk about other people being crazy and i know that's like a term that like many mental health professionals are trying to like speak out against and say like let's eliminate this word from our vocabulary Shall we talk about some of the more problematic aspects of the staff of the House of Chang restaurant?
0: Yeah. So it's really unfortunate how the Asian characters are portrayed. So the one thing that really like stood out to me is the one actress who plays pei So we have pei mom... Who's, who gave the fortune cookies to Tess and Anna. And then we have Pepe, who seems to be, like, maybe the owner of the restaurant. But um Pepe's played by Rosalind Chow. And I know this actress. She was in a few episodes of The O.C. in the same time period. And I guess it would have been after this movie came out, but, like, generally the same time period. So I knew that her character didn't have an accent. So, like... This- in this movie, you really- I think it's an issue, like, her accent is, like, really exaggerated.
1: Mm-hmm. And there's lots of, like, broken English, too. Like, she can't, like- she can barely strain a few words together. It's a problematic depiction, for sure.
0: I know. So I knew that was, like, all exaggerated for the movie's sake, and to play these, quote-unquote, exotic characters- I think they're made to be different in this case. Like, it's really apparent right away from their portrayals that they're made to be really different from, like, the main characters.
1: Which is something a lot of, like, uh, like people of color are often portrayed as, like... I feel like things have gotten better now. They could still get much better, but there's a whole, like, magical aspects of people from different countries who are essentially serving the white characters. And the reason why... Like, this portrayal is mostly problematic is because, with the exception of Christina Vidal, they're the only non-white characters in the movie, and they have this, of course they have to have, like, this magical aspect to them. I know. Also, we can't forget to mention the fact that they were sending uh, Baby One More Time, the Bowling for Soup cover. Which is pretty good. I actually really do like that version, and of um, I, and I gotta be, I gotta be elitist with you for one second, Caitlin. I didn't put the dot um,
0: dot dot. Okay. <laughs> you know! Okay, I'm proud. After the fact, I noticed that. <laughs> I replaced it too. Because so, I always want to call this song "Hit Me, Baby, One More Time," but it's not.
1: And you, it's just "Baby and One Time." You know more what, time. Honestly, <laughs> I'm very proud that you didn't do that because, like, that's like. Uh, 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 here's the deal: like, I, I don't gatekeep. I don't get gatekeep people's fandoms or anything like that. At the same <laughs> time, I will like literally end you if you ever call the song "Hit Me, Baby" one more time. It is called "Ellipses, Baby" one more time. Thank you very much. Oh my! <laughs> so I was very proud that you did not have. Hit Me I almost in did, the and
0: then I was like, wait. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.